morning. Welcome to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Joni Holm, filling in for Joan Hogan. I'm joined today by my husband, Rick Holm, here in studio. Rick is a general internist at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Good morning, Rick. Morning, Joni. And we're also welcomed by Chuck McCullough. He, Chuck is a physical therapist at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, everybody. All right. Rick, uh, we really want to discuss how people keep moving as they age. You deal with middle age and the elderly population in your practice. What problems begin to occur as you age that you can keep from occurring if we keep moving? Well, the thing that happens as people get older is that I think at this age, in, in this era in America, we are becoming more, uh, are more and more immobile. We're just not moving the joints, not moving our hearts, not exercising our lungs. We are uh, becoming more and more sedentary. And you know, as third world developing countries become more developed, they are also becoming less mobile. And I think it's uh, a crisis. Uh, it is uh, what has brought on a lot of disability. Now, I mean, we've got all this great aids that we have in in uh, in the in uh, equipment to make people move better, to 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 mash our potatoes better, to uh, wash our laundry better. You, you know, mean all that exercise equipment that we hang laundry on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. And so, I mean, we, we've got a crisis, I think, in movement. And then the result is that I think we have joint problems. Chuck, I mean, do you agree yeah, with me? I do. And, you know, as you describe that crisis, I think it's, in my opinion, this is something preventable. I mean, certainly things happen that we have no control over. But for my point of view, when I look at joint mobility, when I look at muscle strength, I know you put the time in and you work on it, you can improve. I, I know you and I have shared some research together, uh, a particular study looking at a group of folks in a nursing home and the, the participants, the, they had to be 95 years and older to do the study. And even at that age, objectively, they there were strength improvements because they kept moving and strengthening and exercise. You know, we, we're, we're constantly replacing our bodies. We don't have the same cells that we had seven years ago. We're constantly changing uh, renewing ourselves and it makes sense that we would renew ourselves as a mobile person as a a person with enough strength to do the things that you need to do and uh, and of course there are people who uh, live longer in this world most of them though are the ones that are still going still moving still shaking still absolutely um, this is something that uh, can improve your quality of life and that, I mean, we want to live, we want to keep moving, we want to keep shaking, but we really want to enjoy that time, going to watch the Jacks play. We yes. want to get out and <laughs> watch the marathon coming up here in May, you know. We want to enjoy and live life. And, you know, it's important to keep moving. And that's if the, the, the phrase of the day for me, keep moving. Keep moving. Uh, so, Joni, your comment about that. Well, I think we should take our first break. And uh, it's great news to think that we can control this on our own. So with that message, with that message of moving, 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 let's take our first break and then we're going to come back and talk about this some more. Thank you for joining us on Prairie Doc Radio. This morning we're talking about movement. We have Chuck McCullough, a physical therapist in the studio, along with Rick, 
Guys, let's continue our discussion on movement and exercise. Okay, so I want to start about obesity. Yes. Okay, that's a problem that's increasing in this world. Now, I mean, we know that for the most part, you are what you are, and no matter what you do, you're not going to lose for a long period of time. I mean, the best studies say 30% lose it if they really, really work hard. And in one year, 30% of those, that 30% have kept it off. And in five years, none have kept it off. And if, if we in the health profession say our goal is to get people to lose weight, then we're going to all be failures. And the patient is going to be a failure too. So, but the studies say that those who are physically active, whether they're heavy or they're thin, if they're physically in, they have strength, they live as long as the thin people. And so our goal should not be, oh gosh, we need to look like, you know, skinny mini on the, on, on the, the, the magazine article. We need to be physically fit. And, you know, and that's a really good point. I often deal with folks and like, oh, you know, if I lost a little weight, it'd help my knees. And, you know, there's, there's some physiological fact to that. But honestly, I look at how much muscle mass do you have? Now, we do know as we age, we do lose muscle mass. And that happens. But... We can change that. We can affect that by working on keeping moving, exercising. I, I think about the guy who gets his knee replaced, and he hasn't been using his knee, hasn't been using the muscles that work the knee mm -hmm. for years because the knee's bad, right? So you put in a new yeah. joint, and it doesn't work because? Because they haven't been moving. It all adds up that... Uh, that time before that that individual hadn't been working and exercising, the expectation to have that knee replaced, it's perfect, it's not going to happen. But the nice thing is, if they make that commitment, they can change. They, they can, can change. They can change, but they have to make that commitment and work at it. What do you guys think about some of the new aids? And I happen to have one on my arm, a Fitbit, and I'm not promoting Fitbit in particular, but... I am. I think it's great. <laughs> Do you think that the motivational factor that says, wow, I'm at 6,000 and I'd like to be at 10,000 steps, do people get immune to it and say, forget it? Or is there a little bit of a drive that gets them moving more? I think so, yes. I, there are many, there's so many things out there. And I think the example of the Fitbit is that carrot to, to try to achieve per day. And the nice thing about the Fitbit is you can, you know, get a number and you can, uh, you know, you can sync it to your uh, MyFitnessPal and it can add up how many steps and how many calories. And, you know, if that if that's your carrot, that's great. But, you know, sometimes some people, their carrot is just a little, you know, go old school, put it on the fridge, a little graph, a little uh, pictures of their exercises that every day I'm going to walk up and down those stairs twice. My dad did that. He had a right above the scale <laughs> he had a measurement for how much he did as well as what his weight was uh you know i i a guy a college professor of mine a patient of mine friend of mine <clears throat> i had been working with for years trying to get him to increase his exercise i just need you to walk look you walk you work one mile you live a mile from your job walk to work walk back that's two miles a day what a wonderful opportunity for you why and you know do it through the winter i mean why not do that exercise yeah yeah i mean to i really need to i really should you know that's what i heard every time for years i think life got so stressful for him at one point um uh and his, his weight he was just becoming round shaped you know uh and i i was pushed him usual as usual and something happened he came back uh, the last visit, well, I think it was two visits ago, 
and he was down by 30 pounds and he looked great and life was better and <laughs> and I looked at him and I said what what happened and he pointed to his Fitbit that's perfect that's a great character now as you mentioned that down by 30 pounds we can also describe he probably had a corresponding increase in muscle and if you would you know do some additional physiological tests as we decrease that muscle uh, decrease the body fat we can increase muscle mass and boy that helps so much you know cardiovascular think about your diabetic patients as we keep them moving how to manage that blood sugar it's yeah. crucial and i think one of the biggest things is fall prevent prevention if we have stronger muscles we're less likely to fall and if we do fall hopefully we can get up from a fall so those of you who are uh, starting to lose some of that muscle mass think about that aspect prevent those falls by keeping your muscles stronger yeah sure. yes i um is as part of our theme of let's keep moving is uh it all relates again as joni said we talk a lot about fall prevention in my job and i see a lot of folks that come in that maybe had a fall or maybe at risk for falling their their physician their providers identified look you know you're a little unsteady we got to get working on this and i have a couple favorite exercises that i have them do and i love oh this. let's hear those favorite yes. exercises because it, we're talking fall prevention yes we are fall prevention is big is yeah. big you know and this time th you know this weather is kind of lousy we can still do things you know so really? i i'm a big fan of going to the kitchen and my favorite spot in the kitchen is that corner where the uh where the two ends meet so you have a you know on each side and you put your hands on that little corner on that counter so you can stand up nice and tall because we want to work on your posture too so standing up nice and tall hanging on to that counter raising up on those tippy toes as high as you can and then again still holding on that counter rocking back on those heels so you lift your toes up and just kind of like you're rocking forward on your feet, up and down, raise the, raise, the raise the toes, raise the heels. It does a couple things. It keeps that joint moving at the ankle. The more your foot drops, the higher risk of falling. Two. Foot drop is a high risk of falling. Isn't yes, it? there is. There's some good research showing that as that, that Weakness ranges. Weakness of dorsal yes, You're, you're going to drag your foot or catch your foot on that beautiful rug I have in my house. We don't <laughs> want that to happen. No. The second thing is as you raise up on those tippy toes, that calf muscle. And I know you as a runner, you need your calf muscles, and the stronger they are, the more you can propel yourself forward and control that. And as a person standing and walking, those ankle muscles work great. And now, then number three, balance, I would think, yes, is improved somewhat with Absolutely. That. You're getting used to that position, because, you know, sometimes my wife puts those cookies on the top jar, or top top shelf. level on the shelf there i gotta <laughs> yeah, get up on get my up toes on <laughs> but this is you know this this exercise is a bread and butter exercise raise up on the toes and this is a thing you can do every day do 10 to 20 of these every day and uh, i wanted i want to highlight the yeah. fact that if you are a person who stands for your life job may, whether it's at the making manufacturing doors in a line or cutting hair if you're standing there's a risk of clots in your legs and uh, the way you prevent that is walking. Well, if you can't walk, you can do a heel-to-toe exercise as you're describing. Mm -hmm. And what is it? What do you do? You walk. You roll back on your heels with your toes way up in the air. You w you roll up on your toes with your heels way up in the air. Exactly. Right? So did I say that right? Correct. Yeah, on the heels, toes in the air. On the toes, heels in the air. Yeah. And you crank that back and forth. You end up uh, pumping the the uh, the 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 
the blood out of the veins in the calves up to the body and doing the work of a walking exercise while you're just standing there. Huge, huge, huge. You want to take a break? As before, we take. Before we do that, I want to m- talk about bone strength later. Okay, and as we take our next break, I'm going to ask all of you listening to get up, hold on to your counter, and do those lifts, toes and heels. We'll be right back to Prairie Doc Radio. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're glad to have you listening, and we're talking about movement and exercises. I hope that you're up working those muscles. Chuck, what other exercises do we need to think about to maintain strength or add strength? Well, I love my second exercise I want to talk about today is sitting to standing. I love this exercise. There's some wonderful research showing that as you develop your top thigh muscles, we call those the quadriceps, as you develop those top thigh muscles, as you go from sitting to standing, that is very functional. You use it every day, getting up out of that chair. But to develop those thigh muscles, you will improve the ability to get up out of that chair. You'll improve your ability to go up and down steps which will also translate into your walking. And as we develop these big thigh muscles and we get some weight bearing into our muscles and bones, this will help so many other things. I know we just talked a little bit about the blood clots here, but I know we also, uh, Dr. Holm would like to chat a little bit about bones. Well, you know, everybody says, oh, look at these pictures of a person aging and then they get thinner and and bent over and and they become old. I mean, they, the pictures of an aging process is what they do to advertise the drugs that prevent osteoporosis. So into this, we went um, prescribing Fosamax and the other, uh, there's like three other groups of drugs that thicken or strengthen the bones. And, you know, quote unquote, um, our, a lot of the protocols to look at uh, quality of care is that you're looking at the bone strength you're doing your bone scanning to check the strength of the bones and whether you're prescribing the Fosamax like drugs or not. So what's an easier way to strengthen those bones? A better way a better way is to stress the bones they therefore make they make it makes them strong the data is that space people in space who don't have stress you know do not have gravity pushing on the bones making the bones stronger uh, rapidly have osteoporosis and so it is the weight bearing it is the muscle strengthening it is the thigh strengthening exercise you just discussed and the calf strengthening exercise we just discussed that makes those bones stronger and you can even see it on x-ray the lines that go through the bone they call those stress lines which is the function of exercise which is the very best thing to do for bone strength along with enough vitamin d and calcium of course in your diet Chuck, you mentioned posture a minute ago. How much of posture is, uh, I don't know the word, consciousness? True. I, I, I try <laughs> to maintain my posture on purpose. Yeah, that's very, That's absolutely what you need to do. In our society now, as I notice you have your laptop right in front of you, it does feed into the hunkered down, kind of old down person kind of rounded shoulders forward head type posture so there has to be a conscious effort to be aware of your position and standing so absolutely there is a large component to be aware of this now when you're working on your computer or if you're sitting reading a book or maybe you're at the sewing machine and you're spending time you're really concentrating the human body is made to do that but 
We need to change that position. We're not made to sit in front of a computer for eight to ten hours no, without ten moving. Hundred th hundreds of thousands of years of, of yes. evolution was not <coughs> in front of a computer. In front of a computer, <laughs> no, made yeah. for us to sit in front of a computer. And so that makes that conscious effort to my third exercise for today. Yay. So as you are working on that computer, Joni, I want you to sit up nice and tall and everyone out there, sit up nice and tall. And what I want you to do with your arms at your side, pinch your shoulder blades straight backwards. That'll help bring you upright. And stand up nice and tall. And kind of imagine you got a string on your head there, Dr. Holm, that pulls you up nice and tall as you pinch those shoulder blades back. And you know, this is something that you could do if you're just sitting there, maybe you're typing, maybe you're checking your email or reading a book, you know, end of the chapter, sit up nice and tall. Do your little exercise. Actually, it feels shoulders. really good. It Why does. Is shoulders that? back, Why does shoulders that feel back, so shoulders good? back. Practice it. And I also think that if you look at the six or eight hours of day that we spend in bed, if you end up sitting positioned in bed, curled up like a, you know, a, a fetal position, position uh, you're going to end up uh, in that position more often uh, during the day when you're walking and you're going to, bones will grow in that position. So I think it's a good idea. I like the memory pillow, stretch your neck straight upward. It does hold your neck in a better position. And try to position yourself straightened when you are laying in bed. At least go to sleep in that position if you can. And then when you wake up, make a conscious effort to get moving. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get up run five miles right away. But that means you get up out of bed. Maybe you do that little exercise where you pull those shoulder blades back. Maybe you get up and walk around your house on a day, day like today. And it's a little icy out there. You get up, walk around. Like in my house, you can go down from one end, turn around, come on back. And that's maybe the, the beginnings of the day as you're being conscious of your posture and you're getting things moving right away. You know, you've talked about exercises today, all of which we could do without going outside in our house uh, strengthening. And, you know, I kind of like uh, what I, I did this morning was uh, my, my weight exercise program. Good job. Uh, which is uh, I, I try to, uh, it's the same as ha having my hands on, um, a, a can of peas in each hand, laying on my back, rotating it forward, and then bringing it all the way out and bringing it in, uh, and and doing the um, uh, uh, laying on one side and uh, bringing the can of peas up and back and laying on the other side and uh, the other hand. So the 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 point I'm making is I'm doing uh, the rotator cuff exercises for my my shoulders because that's my going to be my Achilles heel <laughs> they say uh, my was my dad's sure and uh, you know I do running I rec exercise regularly with my legs but I don't get those upper body things so on days like this I'll do my uh, uh, my strengthening exercises with cans of peas or the equivalent <laughs> <laughs> that's very good I you know, in my job, I'm a, a strong believer in strengthening, taking time to strengthen. I, I do get to work with some wonderful folks who are like yourself, who get to run and keep moving. And uh, sometimes us runners, we forget about strength training because we're so focused on running. Um, but the point you're making is stressing. You're getting a little bit of muscle work of that rotator cuff. Now, some folks, maybe it's not the rotator cuff. Maybe they maybe they fell and broke their wrist at some point in time, and they got to take that can of peas and hold on to that can of peas and lift up and down. And, or maybe 
they have a little stress ball at home or a, a, a sponge. They can work on grip and squeezing. Um, one of my specialties is um, hand therapy, and I do want to talk about hands a little bit here because I know we're talking about some big muscles here as I um, as we talk about posture and things too, but our hands are so important, and those little joints, when they get a little arthritis in there, boy, they can they can hurt pretty bad. So let, what what kind of exercise do you yeah. recommend for the hands? Well, I, that's no, just really very I, interesting. I think it's um, it's important that, again, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to liken to We're going to talk about a day like today when it's cold and damp, you know, a little warmth to get things moving. Um, there's all kinds of little devices that can use, even just a heating pad, or maybe you did the dishes and they're warmed up. But just opening and closing those fingers and keeping those joints moving. As you've seen in some of your patients, as arthritis progresses with some of those hand joints they can they can look deformed they can look those knuckles can look big the worst thing to do is not to move those knuckles i mean opening and closing making a fist opening closing waving goodbye yeah spreading those fingers apart are wonderful things to do those are the stretches that matter in the hands and i think Mm -hmm. i I, the example i always have is uh in my mind is uh, priscilla idol a dear friend who has uh quite significant osteoarthritis everywhere. I think she inherited that. I think it's a genetic thing, or maybe she had a viral infection. Or who, Whoever knows the answer why osteoarthritis sets in. But she plays the harp. The harp and uh, she keeps on playing the harp. That is a great hand. Then her hands, may, her, her hands <coughs> may be osteoarthritic, but they still move right. everywhere. They still can move. Yeah, can you imagine examining this person if they hadn't been playing the harp or piano? Right. You'd see a significant difference. That's it. That's it. You look at uh, people who do. Well, I was thinking about piano. What is the other thing that I was watching? Well, like, I think crocheting or knitting. Yeah, I mean, there's a good example. There's so many things we can do with our hands. And, you know, our hands are uh, such a big part of our identity, of what we do. You know, I play piano. I crochet. I'm making a making a quilt for my grandson who's graduating from high school this year. I'm working on those things, and you know, to keep moving, keep those joints moving, so that you can get that quilt done, so that you can keep playing. It's really important to keep moving. You have another grandchild. You need to na- make another quilt. You know those goes, types of things. There you goes go. back to Anne Audrey. I move today so I can move tomorrow. Right. If you don't use it, you lose it. Those are all. Yes, th- that's, that's true. It. They're all true people. They're all true. Um, so it's a time for another break. We should take our final break before we have some closing thoughts. So thank you all for listening to Prairie Doc Radio, and we'll be right back. We're back to, with Prairie Doc Radio. We have Rick Holm and Chuck McCullough in studio. We're talking about movement and keeping ourselves limber and strengthening our muscles. Where do we want to go? What? Well, I wanted here? to we say that hands? In, in my uh semi-retirement phase of my life they're moving me to doing patient education one of the plans what we're going to be doing has to do with uh, group therapy and so what we'll be doing is uh, doing group therapy and we're going to try to enhance uh, the quality of life of people who are elderly and may be falling so we're going to try to strengthen that we're going to work at uh, people whose uh, BMI's are greater than 35 body mass index right in other words heavy people and our goal is quote unquote weight management but the goal is not going to be so much to lose weight our goal is going to be to enhance the quality of their life and to get them moving and so it's going to be all about your your whole story chuck this is it uh to try to enhance their uh the their strength and um 
and to in enhance exercise. I just read this week uh, that not only does uh, exercise uh, enhance uh, the strength and prevent falls, which kills people, and enhance the strength of the bones so they don't fracture. Uh, but it also prevents cancer. They did studies with rats uh, running on treadmills, and um, and they uh, these all these rats and mice were going to get cancer because they've been bred to have cancer. And they exercised half of them, and the ones that were exercising the most had 60% less cancer. Uh, it's it's really the way to prevent cancer. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Duh. Yeah, wow. you just nailed a, a, a lot of diseases there. And again, this is all things that we can get a person can get going. We can get we can get you moving. These are things that you can have control over. Making that choice. Hey, I'm going to walk to work today. Yep. Or I'm going to go up and down my steps today. It's kind of icy out, so I'm going to walk inside today. I'm going to keep moving. Yep. And just you to have. see the smile on your face, Chuck, it tells me one other thing. There's probably no more important condition in that, that affects us all, particularly in dreary days like this, it, that, than the blues. It's a real deal. And uh, he, uh, the psychiatrist I had, Bernie Bonson, uh, on last year about this time, uh, I, I said to him, how important is exercise to the, uh, in enhancing the quality of the SSRIs and helping people with depression? And his answer was, Oh my God, it's way more important than the SSRIs. And you are not going to successfully treat people unless you include exercise on the treatment. Let's talk about tomorrow night's show, Joni. Oh, okay. Uh, we, of course, planned our topic today to blend in with tomorrow night's show. We are having Dr. Jim Engelbrecht, who's one of our favorites, a guest. Oh, he's a great guest. He's a rheumatologist, so he specializes in aches and pains and joints. And uh, the show is the Prairie Doc, our on-call with the Prairie Doc. It's at 7 o'clock on South Dakota Public TV. Uh, we hope that if you haven't joined us before, you will tomorrow night. And we'll be talking about movement, just like we are now. Well, and, it, and it's all kinds of osteoarthritis. It's rheumatoid arthritis. It's lupus. It's any kind of arthritis conditions. Uh, call in to ask the expert, and he's the greatest expert. I mean, he's my premier guest. I think I've got, you know, about a, a handful of the very best wizened uh, uh, experts, and he's he's on the top of the list. So it'll be a wonderful show, and uh, this grandfatherly advisor, you know, is a dear friend of mine in medicine, so it'll be wonderful to be with him and have a, a fun show tomorrow night. So I hope you can join us. Uh, on that show and call your questions in and chuck any final comments keep moving that's that. the phrase of the day keep moving <laughs> keep moving and then one more thing to say keep keep moving, moving. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great thank you so much for our guest Joni this is this your is Joan returning next week is she no no we've got a couple more weeks okay so well thank you for hosting we we'll hope you join us next week and Bob thank you for your help and uh, everybody Stay healthy out there, people.